0: calligraphy podcast a place where you get to listen to spirit-filled messages and inspirational teachings that will shape and transform your life into the similitude of the divine god designing a divine world through the eternal message of christ and his spirit right here on calligraphy sign in and get transformed Hello wonderful family, this is GS Richard here and we are listening to Calligraphy Podcast. In this episode, I want to spend time talking and sharing with you pure heavenly secrets on how to discover your purpose in this lifetime or how to discover your purpose in this life. In the previous episode, we got to understand that everything that exists including us exist for a purpose because there is an existence of time so in this episode i'm going to spend time talking to you on how to discover your purpose in this life but before that i want us to listen to a very wonderful and a very powerful and an anointed worship song then we get right back into this message and we will continue here we go ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 makes us to understand to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven in the previous episode we got to understand that everything exists for a purpose including us because of the existence of time in this episode we are going to talk on matters relating to discovering your purpose in this life now what is purpose purpose a God-given, predestined assignment or task that is confirmed by God's divine will to an individual to fulfill in a set time or in a particular generation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 reads, You have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 reads, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you, and and I chose you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 reads, Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Now, it, every purpose or purpose is something that God actually predestined as an assignment for mankind to fulfill here on earth. And it is all working according to a perfect plan. And it is all working for a greater good. And that is to reveal Christ Jesus to the world now i want to talk to you on how to know that this is a purpose god has given you or knowing the distinction of a god-given purpose aside any other purpose that maybe we have planned for ourselves or someone has planned for us or whatever i want to talk to you or share with you eight heavenly secrets on what real purpose is number one purpose or our purpose is divine or designed and conferred to us by divine will our purpose is de- is designed and conferred to us by divine will that means god's sovereign hand is in every purpose that he has given us it is god who decided each and every purpose for mankind we read in first in second timothy chapter 1 verse 9 for it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness to a life of consecration a vocation of holiness he did it not because of anything of merit that we have done but because of and to further his own purpose and grace which he was which was given us in christ jesus before the world began eternal ages ago you read in ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 paul an apostle a special messenger of christ jesus the messiah by the divine will, the purpose and the choice of of God to the saints. So we see Paul making claim and even Peter and even James and this Apostle anytime that they are writing their letters to the churches either in Ephesus, in Corinth or in Colossae they make known to the people that God chose them according to his divine will and not outside or because of any man's idea. Paul also made note of this in Galatians chapter one verse fifteen to sixteen. But when God, or when He, who had, who had chosen and set me apart even before I was born, and had called me by His grace, His undeserved favor and blessing, saw fit and was pleased to re- to reveal or unveil or disclose His Son within me, so that so that I might proclaim Him among the Gentiles, the non-Jewish world. As the glad tidings immediately I did not confer with flesh and blood I did not consult or counsel with any frail human being or communicate with anyone so we see Paul in Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16 making a bold claim that it was God who set him apart and who by his divine will conferred his purpose unto him so our purpose or every God given purpose is according to the divine will of God number two every God-given purpose is found and revealed in Christ Jesus every God-given purpose is found and revealed in Christ Jesus in this area where the purpose God has given to us strive we read in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works Faith God had before ordained that we should work in them. So we find our purpose in Christ Jesus, not outside of Christ Jesus. Every purpose that God will give to man should be found and it should also be revealed in Christ Jesus. Number three, our purpose or our divine assignment or calling by God to fulfill in this life is not and was not a man's idea. And as such, no one can legally say out of their own will that this is your purpose unless it is revealed by divine knowledge. No one, not even our parents, not even our friends, or no one can boldly out of their own will tell you that this is your purpose. Unless by divine revelation, no one can create a purpose for you, not even yourself. Every purpose has the hand of God in it, and it is God who confess this to man. And it is not a man's idea to reveal, or man do not have a legal right to say boldly out of their own will to any person. And this is your purpose to fulfill in this life. Unless the person can boldly say unless it is revealed by divine knowledge. And we can see this in the life of Samson, in the life of John the Baptist, in the life of Jesus Christ and also in the life of Moses. Then point 4. Every purpose has a distinction or a uniqueness to it. And this distinction and uniqueness to every God-given purpose is revealed through the knowledge of God and the intimacy we have with him god giving purpose or every purpose that god gives to every single person on this earth has a distinction to it or a uniqueness to it and we get we get to know the, the, this distinction or uniqueness to this purpose through our knowledge of god and the intimacy that we have with him psalm 46 verse 10 reads let be and be so and know Recognize and understand that I am God. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 B reads, But the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits. It is in knowing God. It is having. It is in having intimacy with Him constantly. That that distinctiveness that He attached to His purpose begin to begin to flourish in our lives. You begin to see that excellence. You begin to see that glory of God upon that purpose that He, he gave to ev- to give to every single person. You begin to see it flourish in our lives, cause every purpose that God gave to man. Has a distinction or a uniqueness embedded in it, and we get to see it by knowing God. And when we get to know God, He reveals His intention, He reveals His plans or His. His mysteries embedded in that purpose or embedded in His revelation for that purpose to us. And in knowing this, you begin to see that excellence that God wants for His purpose begin to flourish in our life. And we see this in the life or in the ministry of Christ Jesus, our Lord, in the ministry of Paul, in the ministry of Peter, and also the early apostles. And also in the life of many people that we see around. Because every single purpose that God gave to man has a distinction and a uniqueness to it and it is revealed through our knowledge of god and the intimate the constant intimacy and fully and fellowship that we have with Him. then the fifth point every single purpose that god gives to man does not violate listen to me very carefully does not violate any natural law or any divine law every God-given purpose does not violate any natural law or any divine law which means that every single purpose that God gives man is loving it stretches forth from the love of God to man and as such it should operate in the wings of love and it should show the love of God to the world so every single purpose of God for man should be loving it should serve it it should serve rightly and it should also be morally sound so you can judge you can see the purpose that god has given to man and the purpose that has been created or formed by man every single purpose that god gives to man serves rightly and it is morally sound also it is not rude or aggressive or, or oppressive god not give you something that will oppress creation or oppress the fellow person or a fellow neighbor everything that God will give you including your purpose is not meant to be rude or aggressive or oppressive so every purpose does not violate natural or divine laws also under that every purpose is peaceful and it should bring harmony to creation every purpose is peaceful and it should bring harmony to creation and also the individual romans chapter 10 verse 15 reads and how shall they preach except they be sent not follow this part carefully as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. We are the people who are to preach the glad tidings of God. The sons and daughters of God are to reveal Christ Jesus to the world. And by revealing Christ Jesus to the world, they are preaching the good news of God to the world. So the Bible is saying how peaceful uh, or how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Every single thing that God gives you to, to fulfill in this earth in a particular dispensation or age is to bring peace to the world and also to bring harmony to the world also under the point five every purpose that God gives to man is not burdensome or stressful it does not burden anybody or it does not it is not meant to burden you or it is not means, it is not meant to stress you Matthew chapter 11 verse 29 reads take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Every purpose that God gives you is not meant to be a burden unto you, or is not meant to stress you or weigh you down. When Jesus was speaking of the yoke in this verse, it was he was not necessarily talking about the work that he has given you, but he was talking about the union that we have with him in the work, or in accomplishing the work he has given us. The yoke that Jesus used in this verse was not necessarily the work that he has given to us or the purpose that he has commissioned to us but he was talking about the union that we have with him in accomplishing his work on this earth because of the partnership that we have with him the work that he has given to us become something that is life it, it, not, it does not weigh us down or it does not stress us down or it does not become a burden unto us the yoke is something that is used to tie two animals together to work in a particular field, we are co laborers with Christ Jesus in the field of God. We are working together with Christ Jesus in the in the in the work of God. So no or the purpose that God has given to us is not meant to be a burden unto us, or it is not meant to, to be stressful unto us. So you should know this, and you should, you should know that if you are working the purpose of God or if God is assigning you to something it is not meant to burden you but it is meant to to be light because of the partnership that you have with Christ Jesus then the last one under the point five there should be a balance of the approach in doing the work of God and this balance sh- should approach or should, should, should spring forth from the love authority and the right motives that we use or incorporate in doing the work of god every purpose of god should have a balance in its approach in doing that work or in fulfilling that work and that should spring forth from love it should spring forth from authority and should also spring forth from right motive and this should be the balance of our approach in fulfilling our god-given purpose here on earth there should be a balance in our approach in doing the work of God and it should spring forth from love and it should be backed by the authority of God and also by right motives. So point 6, every purpose tasked to us by God should direct men to Christ Jesus. Every purpose that God gives to man should direct men to Christ Jesus, who is the light of the world. We are the light that conquers the dark systems of this world by our God-given assignments and establish the light of God in the hearts of men. So every purpose that God gives to man to fulfill on this earth should point men back towards Christ Jesus, who is the light of the world. Then point seven every God given purpose has a message it reveals to the world every single purpose that God gives man should have a message embedded in it that is the content of that purpose and this p- message or the content of this message should be based on the personality of Christ Jesus when a king sends a, a servant to to a certain domain or sends an ambassador to a certain domain he asks a message to that servant or for that servant to speak forth to that domain so just as so when God sends a person or confers a purpose to his servant in the kingdom of God he gives that person a message to preach to the world and that message that God gives to that person should be based on the personality of Christ Jesus no matter the purpose that God gives to you whether a president or a preacher or an evangelist or whatever purpose a minister of the gospel or a singer or whatever it is god will give you a message that you should preach to the world or you should you are to proclaim to the world and that message that he gives you should have the personality of christ jesus then the last point on these eight heavenly secrets on what real purpose is number eight Every purpose has a gift wrapped in it. Every single purpose that God will give to you comes with a divine gift. Your God-given purpose comes with a gift, a potential or divine abilities. Now, what is a gift? A gift is an inherent ability given to us by God to function and effect His kingdom principles on earth. Divine gift is an inherent ability given to us by God to function and effect his kingdom principles here on earth. We read this in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. But before that, in the previous episode, we got to understand that we are sons and daughters unto God and as part of that, we form part of the body of Christ. And every person who comes to the body of Christ, been conferred with a divine gift the Holy Spirit impacts divine gift for the person or to the person for the person to use to effect the kingdom principles of God here on earth. visions for 16 reads for his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one and every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all and these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body and we are built up and made perfect in love so every single purpose that god gives to us comes with a divine gift so i want us to know some few points about our god giving gifts or what are the characteristics or what are the some of what are the things that we we have to know about the divine gifts that god has given to us first every divine gift comes from god every gift that god gives to man to accomplish or to help that person accomplish his purpose it comes from above number two they are given according to the divine will of the holy spirit and it is imparted upon the person upon salvation or upon conversion and coming to christ jesus number three Every single gift that God gives to a person find its meaning in Christ Jesus or in the body of Christ Jesus. Number four, every purpose should be fueled or is fueled by the energy of the Holy Spirit and made active by knowing its operation and intimacy and or having intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We get to have our divine gift activated or we get to know how we are able to use it by having knowledge of god and also having the knowledge of its operation and also having intimacy with the holy spirit we read in first corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 remember it is the same holy spirit who distributes activates and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer so we see that it is the holy spirit who chooses the divine gift for every believer according to his own will who distributes who activates and who operates in or who operates with us in using this divine gift yeah. so i want to give a quick recap on the eight heavenly secrets on what real purpose is number one our purpose are designed and conferred to us by divine will. Number two, every God-given purpose is found and revealed in Christ Jesus. Number three, our purpose or our God-given assignment to fulfill in this life is not or was not a man's idea and as such no one can legally out of their own will. Tell us that this is our purpose unless God reveals to that perp- to that person by divine revelation or knowledge. Then number four, every purpose has a distinction or uniqueness to it and this, di- and this distinction or uniqueness is seen or revealed through our knowledge of God and the intimacy we have with Him. Number five, Every single purpose that God gives to us does not violate natural or divine laws. Number six, every purpose taxed to ask by God should direct men to Christ Jesus, the light of the world. Number seven, every God-given purpose has a message it reveals to the world. And that message is based on the centrality or personality of Christ Jesus. Then the last one, number eight, Every purpose has a gift wrapped in it, and this God-given purpose comes. Every God-given purpose comes with a gift, potential or divine ability. Now, I want us to focus on how can I discover, or how do I discover my purpose in this life? How do I discover my purpose in this life? But before that, I want you. I want you to come to an understanding of this. Before God can use any person for his work that person ought to be part of his kingdom number one he has to be part of his kingdom and that person has to be an empty vessel that he can fill to use that person should become an empty vessel that he can fill he can fill with his spirit or he can fill with himself to use matthew chapter 5 verse 3 reads blessed are the poor in spirit for this is the kingdom of heaven now the poor in spirit are the people who have ignored the worries of the world who have ignored the visions the desires and the cares of the world and have their focus set on christ jesus they are the humble ones who want god to use them or who have emptied themselves of the worldly passions for god to use them Philippians chapter 3 verse 18 to 15 reads, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Verse 9 and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the Lord, but that which is through faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Verse 12, that as though I may, I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that which was which also i I am apprehended of Christ Jesus, verse 13. brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto these unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So, before God can actually use us for his work, we have to come to the end of ourselves and surrender unto him for him to use us. He will not actually feel. Anything that is full of themselves, full of the worldly passions or full of the worldly cares. He actually he actually used an empty vessel for his glory. You feel that person who is empty, who is that, that poor in spirit, so that you use for his glory. So I want to talk to you on some four real things that you can incorporate in your life if you really want God to use you in the area that he has called you number one you first have to set yourself apart that separation from anything else you have to separate yourself from the worldly visions even your own visions your passions the ideologies of this world the desires of the world and come to the end of yourself you just have to come to the end yourself separate yourself from anything else and pick on the nature pick on the identity or let god fill you up with what he desires of you before you can appreciate a color from a mist of different colors you first have to pick that particular color out of that color out of those mist of colors before you can appreciate that single color so just as so if you If you can appreciate or before you can appreciate the value that God has placed on you, you have to separate yourself from any other valuable things of the world. Number two, surrender. You have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit to work on you. It is better to let God work on you than to do the work of God. You have to let the work of God to be done on you. You have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit to work on you before he can use you. So you have to surrender to the workings of God on you. Then the third one, you have to allow God to shake you. You have to allow God to shake your thoughts, shake your mindset, shake your theology and your understanding about certain things in life. Before we can make an apple juice out of the apple fruit from a tree, we first have to pluck that apple. Fruit from the tree, and that we have to shake the tree and bring that fruit down. So, in so doing, we are separating or we are shaking that fruit from the tree and bringing it into a place where we can refine that fruit into a final product that is the apple juice. So, you have to allow yourself or surrender yourself to God to shake you in your thoughts, in your attitude, in some values, or in some virtues that you have. You have entangled yourself with in the course of life. Then the last one is you have to allow God to crush you. You have to allow God to crush you. When they take the grapes to to the wine press, they crush it. They crush the grave so that the Jews will come out of it. Before the the benefits or the good things in you can come out of your life or be made manifest to the world, God has to take you through a process of refining you, of crushing you. In crushing you, He is bringing that good thing that He has placed in you. So first, you have to surrender yourself to God to crush you and many people see this as something that is stressful or difficult it is part of our work with god there is a point in time that god will shake you that he will crush you and you really aren't living properly and effectively if you haven't been shaken once in your life in your thoughts in your theology or in your virtues or if you have not been crushed once in your life to allow the fruit of god in you to be made manifest to the world so a recap Four things that you have to know if you want God to use you, you have to set yourself apart, you have to separate yourself. Number two, you have to surrender to the Holy Spirit to work on you. Number four, you have to allow God to shake you in your thoughts, your theology, your understanding, or whatsoever knowledge that you have. Then the last one is you have to surrender yourself for God to crush you or squeeze you to allow the fruit in you to come out. Now, let's head right for right towards how to discover your purpose i'll I'll share with you four secrets or four divine heavenly secrets on how you can discover your purpose in this life but before that i want to suggest this to you that you separate yourself for if you've not really discovered your purpose in this life that you separate yourself for a particular season maybe a week or a month then you You consider these keys that I'm about to share with you. But first, many people really do not discover their purpose in life because they approach it, I would say, the wrong way. Or they do not know how to go about it. Or they do not know where our purpose proceeds from. First, our purpose proceeds from the mind and heart of God. That is where we find our purpose. It is in the mind and also in the heart of God. We have the mind of God, we have the heart of God, and we have the hand of God. The hand of God deals with The things that proceed from him, the workings of his miracles, the signs and wonders, and the things that we see are displayed in creation and also in our lives. Then we have the mind and the heart of God. The mind of God deals with his ways, his, his plans, his intention, his purpose towards man, towards creation. And also his heart deals with how he feels, his pleasure, the things that gives him pleasure, or the things that he desires for man. So our purpose springs forth from the heart and the mind of God. And before we can know or before we can come to a realization of our purpose, we first have to know the mind and heart of what concerning our lives. so that brings us to the first key heavenly key on how to discover our purpose in this life, and that is fellowship and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. First, you have to have or we have to position in ourselves of our fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit constantly in our lives. Our God-given purpose are uncovered to us in the secret place of God. It is something that is dear to His heart and it is uncovered to us in the secret place of God. That is where God finds us and reveals to ask what he has predestined for us. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 reads, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. So it is on calling on God that he will review. It is in having that intimacy, that ha- having that priceless intimacy with him that we get to know or God review his plans or his purpose for us. Now, we have to know this, that stillness precedes revelation. Before God can reveal anything to you, you have to be still and know who he is. Then he will reveal what he has for you. and in And in that revelation that he will give to you, Inside that revelation lies our purpose, lies our our knowledge of the divine gifts that he has given to us. So, the first key that you have to know or you have to note in your journey in discovering your purpose in this life is to understand or start from the place of intimacy and fellowship with God. Now, many people take this in a different approach that they start focusing much more on themselves but you first have to focus much on god the more that you look on god and get to know god you get to know his mind you go to know his intention that is when you begin to understand who he has made you to be so it is in, it is in knowing god that we get to know ourselves it is getting to know the mind and the heart of god that we get to know his purpose and plans for our lives and we see this in the life of christ jesus And also in the life of Paul, we read in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. Before that, Paul received his purpose by divine revelation. It was God who revealed his purpose to him by divine revelation. And every single purpose, no matter who you are, every single purpose of God to man is revealed by divine revelation and we see this in the preceding verses that I'm going to read Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 17 reads but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood neither went i up to jerusalem to them which were apostles before me but i went into arabia and returned again into damascus ephesians chapter 3 verse 2 to 19 reads if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, what? how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ Jesus. Now when we proceed, further, Paul was talking about how he got to know his purpose in Christ Jesus, how God revealed his purpose to him in Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 17, he was saying that when God revealed or when he got to know of this, he immediately went to a place of intimacy with God. That was where God conferred to him, or God, by divine revelation, made known his plans and his intentions to him. So, the first point that we have to start in knowing our purpose in this life is to be from a place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And now I'll talk a little more on intimacy now intimacy is something that is quite simple in our christian work although it's not quite complicated it is something simple it is by recognizing to have intimacy with the holy spirit you first have to recognize the holy spirit as a person not as a force or a thing you have to recognize the holy spirit as a person who desires to be your best friend so what you have to really do is to just draw closer to him we just have to draw closer to him. We just have to recognize him. We just have to acknowledge him. That he is a person who wants to have that fellowship. That intimacy. Or who wants to be a friend. A good friend to us. So that's where intimacy starts from. You have to see the Holy Spirit as a person. Then you, you daily, constantly and in a regular manner have communication or intimacy with him i also suggest to you that if you want to know more on how to find intimacy or how to get intimate with the holy spirit you can search for my book on amazon the power of waiting or you can go to our website and download it for free or you can buy it from amazon fellowship with the holy spirit as our first step in discovering our purpose should become the main thing or should become our first point or our first approach it should first spring forth from intimacy or fellowship what i said our purpose is embedded in the mind or in the heart of christ jesus or in the mind of god and it is in having that relationship with him this point is very key Your knowing of your purpose in this life because if you miss this everything else is going to be a mess You have to start from a place of fellowship a place of intimacy with him Then in doing that you get to know and understand your purpose and aside having this intimacy with him and getting to know our purpose There are other things that we get to know. It's not only the purpose that is is being revealed to us but we also get to know or We get to understand that there are other things that are being conferred to us. We also get to find our purpose, sorry, our passion during this time or during this period of fellowship with the Holy Spirit in getting to know our purpose. We get to know our passion or the Holy Spirit is showing us a divine energy or a zeal to do you find a passion or an ability to do the work or the purpose that God has given to us the purpose or having knowledge of our purpose of our purpose alone cannot do it we need to have a passion we need to have a godly energy we need to have a godly zeal we see this in colossians chapter 1 verse 29 We see this in Colossians chapter 1 verse 29. The Amplified Paul says something that he strives with the supernatural energy that God has given him in doing the work. So it is through this place of intimacy, having that constant fellowship with him. Although we are getting to know our purpose, but it is through this arena or through this spirit that the Holy Spirit grants us that energy. Or we find that passion. Because passion springs forth from knowing the heart of God. If God reveals a portion of his heart to you, you see that there is an energy that runs through you to do his work or to see the goodness of God being proclaimed in the world. You also see this in the life of Christ Jesus in John chapter 2 verse 17. And his disciples remembered that it is written in the holy scriptures, zeal that is the favor of love for your house will eat me up. I will be consumed with jealousy for the Honor of your house, so we see passion for the work of God or for doing the work or the things of God being seen in the ministry of Christ Jesus. And this was as a result of the working of the Holy Spirit in the life of Christ Jesus. It is a working of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we get to find that passion for the work, we get to find that holy zeal for the work of God. And also, in this period of having the intimacy. With the Holy Spirit in getting to know our God-given purpose. God reveals to us the contents of the message of our calling. I said, knowing the purpose alone is not the big deal, but also we have to find the passion, the energy to do. And also, we have to know the in three cases, we have to know the other side, or you have to know the other knowledge that pertains to it. We have to know the contents of the message. We discover the contents of our calling. God reveals in details His plans for us in this secret place of His presence. These contents are embedded in His mind and heart. A constant fellowship with Him will uncover these things to us. So when you have fellowship, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, He reveals His purpose to us. We get to or He fills us with a holy desire. He fills us with a passion to do the work, and also. He gets or he opens our eyes to know the things that pertains to that purpose or give us the content of that purpose or give us the message within that purpose. And the last one is we get to know our divine abilities and gifts as we operate or as we, as we have this intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It is through this Spirit that the Holy Spirit will open our eyes concerning the divine abilities He has given us to fulfill this purpose in our lives. So the first point in discovering your purpose in this life should spring forth from a place of constant fellowship and intimacy. You set yourself apart for the Holy Spirit. You have intimacy with Him. Then the second point in this is discernment. After getting to know your purpose, after finding the passion for the work, after getting to know the message for the work or for the purpose, and getting to know your divine gift or ability, you have to start discerning where you or where this purpose fits. You have to discern the place where this purpose fits in. You have to discern the audience, which kind of people, which kind of people does this purpose that God has given you speaks best for them. And this is this is revealed by the Holy Spirit. The whole process in discovering your purpose in this life is in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You do you start with Him, you go through with Him, and you end with Him. You cannot skip any moment without Him. So you have to discern the place where this purpose fits, this purpose fits in. You have to descend the audience. You have to descend the message of the content. Also, you have to descend rightly where to fit in and operate and also you have to know the various intricacies there are some there are some things i have to know about the god giving purpose that god has given you and this you have to discern you have to know the right thing you have to know the right area where all these things fit and it is all in the holy spirit helping you to decide or get to know this it is in spending time with the precious spirit of god that we get to know these places or this audience that god has given to us or has added as part of our purpose or we have to influence them as part of our god-given purpose so number two is discernment you have to discern the right thing that god has given to you and it happens in a place of fellowship and intimacy with the holy spirit then the third one is acknowledgement you have to acknowledge after getting to know your purpose and all these stuff you have to Now appreciate, you have to receive, you have to cherish it. Many people end at this point that after knowing all this, they say, oh, this is not really what I wanted. I have my own, I'm having my own plan, but that shouldn't be the case. You have to acknowledge it, you have to appreciate it, you have to receive and cherish it as something that is coming from God. Everything that God gives you, you have to accept it you have to work on it. Then the last point on how to discover your purpose in this age. Now Paul speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 says, That is why I would remind you to stir up, Ray and kindle the embers of, f- Fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God, The inner fire that is in you by means of the laying of my hands, Which With those of the elders at your ordination. After getting to know our purpose. Getting to know or discerning the place that we fit in the audience that we are to impact. And the message contents of this purpose. And also acknowledging, appreciating and receiving and cherishing this. We now have to fan the flame that is working in the purpose. Now I'll talk more on this side in the next Episode that's the last episode of this series that is working in your purpose. Now, the fourth one is fanning the flame. You have to now fan the flame. Now, have to discuss it with brothers in the faith. You now have to discuss it with your fathers in the faith. Now, have to discuss it with your friends who are also in the faith. Then, you submit yourself to constant prayer. You have to pray anytime anything. Is instituted by God in the realm of time, it ought to be initiated by prayer. So, when God gets to or when you, your purpose is being revealed to you by God, you have to submit yourself to constant prayer so that you align yourself. You align yourself. One thing prayer does is that you align yourself to the will and the plans of God. Then, after doing all this, after doing all this, you begin to work in it. Now, I'll talk more on this in the next episode. You begin to work in this. You begin to manifest and put into action what God has revealed to you in the secret place. You begin to put it into action by faith and boldness in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, a quick recap. To discover your purpose in this life, you first have to start with the Holy Spirit because our purpose is embedded in the mind and heart of of christ jesus and to know this you have to have intimacy with him to get to know this purpose so the first one is to have fellowship with the holy spirit or intimacy with the holy spirit then the second one is discernment you have to discern the area the place of your call the audience that you have to influence the message contents of your calling or of your purpose then the third one is acknowledgement you have to appreciate the purpose god has given you have to receive and you also have to cherishes as something coming from god then the last one is you have to find the purpose or the gift that god has given you into flame and this you do this by discussing it with your brothers in the faith with your friends in the faith and also with your fathers in your faith and also you have to submit yourself to constant prayer and you begin to walk in it by faith the bible says that god has called us to work in the things that he has purposed for us according to his plans you have to work in it so these four things these four heavenly secrets are what i believe you can incorporate in your life in discovering your purpose in this life i want to share i want to pray for you that Uh, dear lord in his own wisdom in his own knowledge and in his own way will help you will grant you the grace will grant you the strength and the desire to 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 seek him to to seek him in this area of your core that he will reveal the purpose that he has planned for you even before the foundation of this world that whatever thing that he has planned for you to accomplish here on this earth will come to pass for the glory of his name and because you believe say a big amen so thank you for tuning in we want to expand the kingdom of god over the entire world we want to expand or push the agenda of god to the entire world so we've opened an opportunity to become part of the calligraphy family. You can do this by going to our website. You sign in to our website, then you go to the point where you have become a member of our calligraphy family. You scroll down a little, then you fill up the form to become a member of the calligraphy family. You receive an email from us directly into your email, and as part of that, what do you want to broadcast the word of god to the world you become a broadcaster that you share this good news of the lord to the world so if by any way this episode or this series has been a blessing to you don't hesitate to share it to your friends to share it to your family to share it across the world for people to also get to know what the lord has done in your life and also if you have been blessed if you have been touched or in any way having a testimony to share by virtue of this episode or by virtue of this series you can go to our website at the podcast section you scroll down to the downward part there is a part which allows you to share your testimony ask a question or share anything that you have in mind then you will respond it back to you you meet again next week to continue or to finish the last episode of this series and we will talk on how to work in your purpose and how to add distinction to your purpose so i'll see you again next week and stay blessed and have a wonderful a wonderful a wonderful year shalom shalom shalom